Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, here's what he says. Um, For you were once, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live or walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Um, what Paul has to do is, uh, he, just as he had explained to people what love is, he now has to talk about what that looks like in a practical aspect of walking. And he goes back to this idea of light and darkness. Okay? Uh, he goes back to this concept of uh, walking as children of light. It, notice, notice what he says, the fruit of the light. What do you know, when you think of fruit in the Bible, what comes to your mind? Fruit of the Spirit, right? Okay, look at the list. Goodness, righteousness, those are fruits of the Spirit. So the list that he's going to give um, in Galatians and the list even here associated with fruit have some, some overlap. And notice what he says. The fruit of the light consists in all goodness. That's things that are good. Righteousness. That's things that are right, and he's already talked about all the things that are not right when he gave that whole list we talked about last week. And truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. He says, okay, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to walk as children of light in a dark world. Um, and we're going to wrestle with that this morning, and, and, and being this size group, we can have fun with this. So um, uh, then he goes on, and notice what he says in verse 11, the next verse. <clears throat> have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Now, that last phrase, we're not sure what that means, okay, honestly. Uh, when you read commentators on this, it's, they're all over the spectrum on it. Um, some people believe this was actually an early Christian hymn, that last phrase, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, Christ will, oh, don't no, go back, Christ will shine on you. They actually believe that was an old, uh, old worship hymn, that, that, that part of a worship hymn that the church used, and that's why Paul throws it in there. But notice a couple things that he says in here. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Um, okay, so here's a question for you. Does that mean we shouldn't have anything to do with the world? Okay, so what's fruitless deeds of darkness? Huh? The list from last week, which is primarily physically, physical um, immorality. Um, but again, this idea of darkness is just the way the Gentile world functions. And he says, have nothing to do with them, but rather expose them. In other words, you call it what it is. Um, you want a great... Biblical response to political correctness? You know? And, and we're in a culture which says, let's not call sin, sin. Let's, 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 you know, I mean, 
you know, we call it, we have all these, all, all, we have all of these nice terms. It was an affair. Yeah, it was an affair. When I'm dealing with that, with the person, I do not let them use that word. Make them call it what it was. Okay, let's, let's deal honestly with it. Okay, let's deal honestly with it. We can't fix it if we're going to make it pretty. Okay, because it's ugly and it has a lot of ugly things associated with it and we're going to have to deal with all the ugliness, so let's just be honest about it. Okay, um, notice what it says, shamefully been to mention what the disobedience do in secret. But everything, this is, oh no, no, keep going back, go back, go back, go back. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. What happens when you turn on a light? All of a sudden now you can see stuff, right? Um, and everything, here's the, here's the interesting phrase, everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Here's what you need to understand, okay? Um, the impact of light um, it does not take much light to change darkness. I mean, how many of you have, a, have, a, have the flashlight on your phone, and I'm surprised how often people use it, you know? And it's not a very big light, but it makes a world of difference, doesn't it? Um, you know, and you get those little keychains with a little button that has that little bitty teeny, but it makes a world of difference. It doesn't take a lot. But notice what he says. Everything is illuminated becomes a light. It's the, it's, I think here's the idea. Okay? And, and I, I'm going I'm to take my rabbit trail for a minute because this is my fun world. Um, um, most of you know I love glass. I love stained glass. I love blowing glass. I love warm. Anything to do with glasses, I'm in. Okay? Um, I, I, I love it. Okay? And one of the things that happens in glass is you spend a lot of time looking at colors and the reflective qualities of particular glass. Because depending on what you're doing, you are trying to do certain things with that glass. So if I'm trying to block out a view, I, um, I'm going to use a different glass than something that is more transparent. Um, and so I may have a pattern in it. Uh, I can even use clear glass with a pattern in it. Um, that uh, glue chip glass, for instance, that, that breaks up the color. You really can't see what it is behind you, but you know that it's outside there, and, and, and you can do that. But, but light, light reflects. It, it, it has that property. What's interesting is when you get to the color black... Because black does something that most other glass doesn't do. Black as a color absorbs light. It doesn't reflect light. So now think about the implications of that as a Christian. My presence is light around people who are dark. They are going to absorb some of the light that I give off. I'm going to make a difference just by my presence, as long as I'm light. That's the idea here. Um, And what happens is, ultimately, the goal is for my presence to be absorbed into their lives, 
and they come to know my Christ, and now they become a light. That is illuminated, becomes a light. That's the idea. The idea of Paul saying here is, look, walk as children of light. As you walk as children of light, what happens is people start to see you. Before you know it, they, become, they want to know more about your Christ. Then they become Christians, and then they're a light, and it multiplies itself out. Okay? That's what he's saying here. Now, here's the conundrum, and this is where, this is where we want to have a little fun with. Okay? How do we handle that as Christians? Okay? Um, because here's the struggle, right? There is a big philosophy right now, and, and again, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm not making condemnation here. I'm just, I'm, I'm stating the way it is. There are some churches, there are some Christians who say this. <clears throat> In order to reach the world, we have to become like the world. In order to reach the world, we have to make the world comfortable with us. So in our churches, we're going to stay away from the really controversial things. Because we don't want to offend people. Um, We're going to make people as comfortable as possible. So when it talks about sin and righteousness and, and morality and some of those things, we're going to skirt those issues and we're going to talk about the easy lifestyle kind of stuff. Because we don't want to offend anybody who could be struggling with something. We're going to get there. But, you're, but that's one item. That, I mean, that is. You're right. That is one of the responses. One of the responses is, okay. So, and by the way, there's an element that we do that here. <clears throat> we don't need cushioned chairs and air conditioning. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, so there's an element at which we go, you know what, we want to make it somewhat comfortable for people. We wanted, we, you know, you know. I mean, look, bottom line is we could have saved a lot of money. We could have put two by eights on here on cement blocks. It's what they do in Uganda. It works for them. You know, I think they upgraded to plastic chairs now. But, I mean, you know, works for them, you know. We could have saved a lot of, you know, why not? Because there is an element at which, there is an element in which there are some things that, that I don't have to compromise biblical belief in order to go, okay, you know what, there's something. Um, but there are some churches that say um, music. Our, our, the music should be just like the music of the world. And the reality of it is this. You could go to a concert of your favorite group, and you could go to church on a Sunday morning, and they're not that much different. There's a light show. There's, there's all kinds of, of, of uh, uh, theatric kind of stuff. Um, the tempo's not too far off. Uh, some of the same instruments that you see in both places are there. And there are people who say, you know, we have to do that in order to reach people. Um, here, here's my observation. My observation is this, um, and I've always said it. Whatever you do to attract people is what you have to do to keep people. Okay? So, if, as a church, you want to make it about your praise team, then you need to know that will work until a better praise team comes along in another church. If you want to make it about your bigger and better activities every deal, 
You know, I, if you want to make it about your cantata or your Easter program or your whatever, that's fine. It will be, you will be the church until somebody comes along with a bigger deal or a better deal. You know, whatever you use to attract people is what you have to do to keep people. Okay? It's kind of the idea. Unless, in the process, they change what it is they're, they're looking for. And that's what a lot of churches hope. We'll get you in on this basis, and then we will hopefully shift you over to where you're comfortable and you're here for a different reason. And, and I understand that. The other group says this. The other group says... We, it says, uh, have nothing to do with it. We need to stay as far of the world as we can. Us for and no more kind of mentality. So they bring all of the activities into the church. Um, I, I'm seeing this with good churches. Again, um, you know, I, for instance, I'll give you an example. Um, the YMCA has a basketball program. Church people didn't like that. Um, didn't like some of the things on it, so they came up with upward basketball. Now the basketball program is in a church environment. Not, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lamb-blasting any of this. My kids were in upward basketball, okay? so I, I got no problem. But I'm saying the mentality was, rather than having our people go out and coach in the Y League, let's start our own league and let's bring it in-house and we can have more control over it and we can bring people into us. We're separate from the world. It's more about us. Okay? Uh, those are the two extremes. I like to fall somewhere in the middle of all that. And I think that's what we try to do here. Um, and like you say, I think the model is Christ. What do you see with Christ? Christ was in the world, right? But was that not the accusation of, of, of the religious leaders? You eat with publicans and sinners. How dare you? How dare you do that? Um, listen to what he says, John 17. Listen to, listen to this. That, again, John 17, if you don't know this, um, a lot of Bible commentators say that if you could only pick one chapter of the Bible, this is the chapter they would pick. I don't know if you ever thought about that. If you could only have one chapter of the Bible, what chapter would you pick? This is the one most Bible commentators pick, and here's why. This is God the Father, or this is God the Son talking to God the Father. Okay, so you see the intimate mind of God here. That's why they pick it. But notice what he says. Now I am coming to you. This is Jesus speaking to God and, and praying in front of the disciples. He's praying, but the disciples are hearing this too. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I don't belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. Notice what he goes on to say in the next verse. Uh, go to the next one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. Christ says, look, I'm, I want them to go into the world just in the same way that I came into the world. 
Be a light. Be a light. Be a testimony. Show the world how it should be done. You can't do that from a distance. And you can't do that if you try to bring it all in in in-house. So as a church, I have nothing against upward basketball. Nothing against upward basketball. Okay? Um, But as a church, we don't have an upward basketball program. Because I would rather see the men and women in our church go and coach in a Y League. Because I think you need to be a light in those dark places. Um, I think rather than have a church softball league, you ought to go play softball in a league somewhere where you can be a light. Rather than have a church bowling league, you need to go bowl somewhere where you can be a light. Um, You know, you're a baseball person, great. Go volunteer to coach baseball somewhere. Or football, or whatever your whatever your deal is, you know. For me, um, personally, for me, you know, I've tried to say I want to be a light in the 4-H world. Um, you know, I, and and by the way, your presence there should make a difference. You know, right now, one of the things the 4-H that I've, I've been fighting for the last two years with 4-H in the Woodbury County Fair is they're wanting to schedule stuff on Sunday mornings. And they're wanting to schedule stream shows and some things like that. And because I'm there, I'm able to have a voice. Because I'm on the committee, I'm able to say, you know, um, they were looking this pat. They were looking at last year or something at moving um, one of the sales. I think it was a bonus sale. They were talking about moving to a Sunday morning. And I said, look, you know, I said, you guys do what you want. But I said, I'm just telling you right now, I know people that if they have to choose between being at a church service or being at your bonus sale, you're going to lose money. Because I happen to know that's the one language they all speak. Okay? Um, But you know what? If nobody was there to bring that up, it would have gone through because there's nobody there thinking about that. Why? Because you're to be light in those situations. You're to bring that kind of stuff out. That, that we have that opportunity. That's why we're there. Because what happens? People absorb light, whether you realize it or not. Dark, dark, darkness absorbs light. Um, the other idea is this. Um, We've got to be in the middle of it. You know? Um, because the world has to see the light. And we are to walk as children of light. Um, listen to what Matthew says. Remember when Christ said this in the Beatitudes? Listen to what he says. You're the light of the world. A town built on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Again, this, this has a lot of meaning to them because what happens is they didn't have a light switch in their house. So what would happen is they would often, they would have these little bitty personal, you know, think of it like a personal flashlight. It was just a little bitty thing filled with oil because it wouldn't burn a lot of oil and it would just have one little flame on it. And they would use that kind of as their, their light because, again, most of the time they worked during the day and at night they went to bed. They didn't, they, you know, they, oil was expensive and it was, they didn't keep working, working. So, but what happened is the idea was, you, you didn't take that light and put a bowl over top of it. What you would often do is you'd go and you'd find the highest place on the house and you would set it up there so it gave out the most light. 
And, Paul said, and, and, and Jesus said, look, you, you don't do that. You put it on a stand. You give light to everyone in the house so everybody can enjoy the light. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You and I are light. And we are put in a dark world. And some of you work in a very, very dark world. I get that. And the stuff that you hear and the stuff that you see and the stuff you're exposed to all day long is horrible. God's got you there for a reason. God's got you there for a reason. And whether you realize it or not, people watch. And people are observing. And they are taking it in. They are taking it in. And you have no idea the impact that you make. I look at the people that have made an impact on my life over the years. Many of them have no idea the impact they made. Um, some of them it was big. Some of them it was little stuff. You know, but we're to be light. We're to be light. And, and, and that's my challenge is to, to, to step out and realize Lord, you've got me here for whatever reason. So use me. Protect me. Give me wisdom to see when I can speak. And, 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 you know, and again, look at the life of Christ. He was a master at this thing of knowing when to speak, when to be quiet. You know, they come to him with a woman caught in adultery. Hey, he's going to blow up. No, he just keeps writing in the sand. You know, I would love to have known what he was writing. He just keeps writing in the sand. They're wanting, to, they're wanting a response. And finally, he stops. And he's going to speak. And they're like, oh, good, we're going to get her now. He's like, hey, whoever's without sin, throw the first stone. <laughs> they're going, uh, well, you throw it because I can't. Um, and there's nobody left. You know, they came to him. He made a difference. And, and like I say, we have, you and I have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Use it this week. And don't be afraid. When you have that opportunity, you know, uh, I, you know, I say Merry Christmas. They'll get over it. They don't care. I mean, they don't care. They don't care about offending you, do they? That's the thing that bothers me. You know, we get so bent out of shape. We're like, oh, I don't want to offend somebody. They could care less about offending us. Turn on the TV. You know? I did. Yeah, I'm like. You know what? You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to be a light. Be a light. And for some of you who think you're not. For some of you who don't think people are watching, you're sadly wrong. They are watching, and they are listening. Uh, you know, I, I go back, because years, this happened years and years ago. Um, when I was bivocational, I was helping over at Liz and Earl's and building a porch, and I was working with Liz's brother. And if you know me, I, I, sometimes I, I work a little too fast, and... Um, I I, uh, I I was using an air, air nailer and it, it double bounced and I nailed my 
hand to the floor. Um, and I had, to, I had to have a brother help me pry it out, you know. And, and I didn't think anything of it, you know. It, was no, it didn't go through a bone or anything like that, you know. Just taped it all up, and we kept working and stuff like that. And I didn't think anything about it. I really didn't think anything about it. And Liz heard about it, because he told her about it. You know what he told her? You know what his version of the story was? He didn't cuss. It wasn't, he's an idiot, he nailed his hand to the floor. It's, he didn't cuss. He said, I watched the guy nail his hand to the floor and not cuss. He couldn't get over that. That was just, and to this day, that's the thing that resonates with him. It's like, he was different, you know? You know, he was stupid, but he was stupid different. Um, and, you know, and, and it just, I joke about that, but the reality of it is they're watching. They're watching, they're listening, you know? Be a light this week. And, and, and don't, don't get too bent out of shape about where God has you. He has you where he has you for a reason. Okay? And it's not... It, and, 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 and you may be frustrated with your work situation. God's got you there for a reason. And I can guarantee you one of the reasons is you're a light in a dark world. So let them absorb it. Because you never know when God's going to get a hold of their heart and they're going to turn into light. And when that starts happening, it gets really cool. It gets really cool. So, you know, this week, you know, walk as children of light and let God use you. And don't get, don't get too bent out of shape about where you are. Just be a light and uh, make a difference. So, anyway, let's pray. Lord, use us this week and help us and guide us. And thank you for the time. Lord, uh, help us to walk. In such a way, Lord, that people see Christ in us this week. These things we ask in your name. Amen.